Hello, and welcome to the Missing Link for SLPs podcast. I'm glad you're here. Today's episode is part of the SLP Spotlight series, where I talk with SLPs in a variety of SLP positions and settings, doing things that we knew SLPs did, but also working in areas that we've never thought or heard of SLPs working in. It is amazing the opportunities these SLPs have taken and where their careers have gone. This is storytelling time. Welcome to this episode of the Missing Link for SLPs podcast. We have a special treat for you today because I've invited somebody who is not a speech language pathologist, but she is very, very important and near and dear to me. And we're going to do our format a little differently on this episode. And we're going to do in the educational setting, we do something called a flipped classroom. That's where you start with the end in mind, and then you finish up with the beginning. And this episode is going to be, we're going to start with the end in mind and finish up in the beginning. So welcome, Kate Peabody. Happy you are here. Will you tell us who you are? And then we'll begin our flipped episode. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Maddie. It's a delight to be here and get to share a little bit more of our journey together. I am a creative life, career, and business coach, as you said, with Captivate. And it's a business I started in 2016 after a a decade on the Fortune 500 career ladder. So really, it's been a transformational journey on my own to become where I am and um, being able to then pass on everything I've learned to others is, is amazing. Well, I'm Kate, I'm so glad you're here. And the reason why we're starting backwards is because I want to give our listeners a little bit of context to why you and I are working together. So today's episode is a conversation between two coaches, you and me, but you are my coach. And several years ago, I had been in this, I've been a speech pathologist for many years, love what I do. And several, quite several years ago now, my husband died and I found myself moving from my long-term setting where I was very comfortable into a different work setting, work environment. I moved from rural, I went to city and I was terribly, just not, in love with my job and where I was with my life and what I was doing and how everything was rolling out, somebody suggested that I get in touch with a life coach and they recommended you. And I really wasn't sure what a life coach was. I'd been through tons of therapy, didn't think I needed therapy and just really wasn't exactly sure what that conversation was going to be like. And so I got and I reached out to you and um, we made that initial conversation, that initial chat. And you said, this is what a life coach does. And I began to see, I guess the glimmer of hope that I could take back my life and my career and really actually live the life and career that I had dreamed of. And so that's why I'm inviting you on today, because you are the person in my life that really helped me take those beginning steps and helped me believe in myself. And now I'm an assistant professor. 
I'm a clinical supervisor. I'm a podcaster, which I love. I have my fresh SLP business, which is going really well. And I'm meeting these incredible people. And life is not perfect still. Life is still hard still. But I am so much happier because I'm now living a life with values and activities that are truly who I want to be. So that's the flipped end of things. So now we're going to begin working in, and I'm going to ask you some questions on why did you become a coach, Kate? Yeah, and it, you know, it's the same reason um, that I think a lot of people turn to coaching is because our whole lives we felt called to be these helpers and are, I've always been this person that other people turn to. Um, but quite frankly, I am that driven kid who got straight A's from day one. I was captain of every single team I was on. Um, I was a perfectionist. And as much as my parents tried to be like, you know, an A minus or a B plus is okay. I was in there talking to the professor and negotiating with them, like, here, give me a couple extra points, right? Like, I just had this very strong vision of what I believe success looked like. And that continued through undergrad, through grad school. I knew that I someday wanted to own my own business. So I went away right away and got an MBA after an undergrad in communications and graphic design. And I was just hustling so hard before the end of undergrad, I had secured my internship by making sure I was home in Colorado at spring break my senior year to have those interviews rather than having, you know, the fun. And so it was doing a lot of those things. And I was at an amazing company and or two for about eight years and got amazing experiences. And part of that was because I hustled so hard. I was not fully happy or well most of that time. I had long hours of crying at work, crying to my boss, bless their hearts. These women were so good to me and mothered me. My parents, my own parents were living abroad at this point. Um, and I really thought I was doing everything right. I saw a therapist, I to my therapist, um, you know, just continuing to want to have this facade of, of this expectation of what I thought good was. And the year before I turned 30, um, I lost two people I really cared about. Um, one who died by suicide and one who had a heart attack and died in his forties. He was, he had, who had hired me into the role and it was just this huge aha finally of, I can't do all of this work for the world. I can't help anyone else if I don't take care of myself. Like, I can't just continue to ignore these suicidal thoughts, this anxiety, this being awake all the time, this deep depression. Um, 
just because everything looks good, that six-figure salary, everyone loves me, you know, I'm a thought leader, yada, yada, yada. Um, And so it was that really hard stuff that said, I'm just going to, I don't know what to bet on other than myself. Mm -hmm. So I left the Fortune 500 world, a really amazing job and salary after launching a a global brand and I thought I was going to be maybe a consultant or go work for an agency and all these great ideas. Turns out it took about eight months for me to to heal myself mentally and actually come to grips with how high my anxiety and cortisol and all of these stress chemicals were in me. I was like, oh, this is why I haven't lost any weight for the last 10 years. Like I am always in fight or flight. And so I turned to my creative roots. Um, I'm an artist and an author and poet um, since a child and really worked through some of that. Um, I ultimately went back and, and did some more schooling and started my own consulting business, did some amazing work, still wasn't happy. So I went and saw a coach. (laughs) <laughs> oh, see, I don't know all of this stuff about you. You're your coach, Kate. So when the Zoom turns on and it's my turn, it's all about me. I don't know these things about you. Yeah. So I did. I, I went and saw a career coach because I had all these ideas, different businesses I could start. Would I go back to another organization? And we were about two sessions in. She's like, hey, you know, everything you love about consulting is actually called coaching and a huge growing industry. So that for me was a big aha. And with that, I kind of dove into looking for a certification to become a coach. And I remember when I was offered an executive coach thinking there wasn't anyone there who looked like me or knew or had the experiences I was like, so I was very excited to go down a route where I could be that person for others and make sure no one ever felt alone in the way that I had felt in doing the positive psychology coaching certification. You have to do all the work on yourself and you coach all these hours with other people. And for me, I was just healed with that work as well. And there's research that says those who study positive psychology are happier um, and it's no doubt true, but I never thought I was going to be happy. And I just kind of had accepted that, you know, I'm not going to be happy. I'm here to serve others. And now I get to live in my genius and, and have this calling and, and serve others. And yeah, so, you know, all along I needed a coach. Um, and it turns out <laughs> I make a good one, too. You do make a you do make a very good one. When you and I started working together, I think I signed up for your three-month program, mm-hmm. which is your cornerstone program. Right. And after the three months, I felt, wow, you know, and, and I know some people don't do coaching for long periods of time at all. Um, but you and I have been working together for quite some time, two and a half years, I think, mm-hmm. really building fresh SLP and building me and my life. And yes, you are a very good coach. Years ago, there used to be these little bands. Um, what WWJD? What would Jesus do? 
Uh-huh. Not putting you on the same level as Jesus, but sometimes I'll come upon something during the day and I'll think, well, you know, what would what would Kate tell me to do? Or what what has Kate taught me is more probably the more effective phrase, I would say. And one of the biggest things you've taught me is that positive psychology is shutting down that inner critic, shutting down the negative chatter that's inside my head and really uh, having that empowering drive come from myself. Yeah, and for those who aren't familiar with what positive psychology is about, I want to be very clear that we embrace, quote unquote, negative emotions. I don't really feel like they're positive or negative emotions. Some are just maybe more distressing and speaking louder to others at sometimes. Positive psychology is really about looking at that person as a unique whole with their individual strength to be able to move forward and you know coaching at its baseline is about having a partner to create that clarity move you to action accelerate your progress um you know unlock all of that imagination and productivity and leadership all of that good stuff that is inside of you and so paired with that idea of positive psychology and the study of what makes people flourish just like totally makes sense to me. Um, and so I was so glad to, to find a program that brought both of those together. So Kate, what is the difference between therapy, consulting, mentoring, coaching, all of those terms that seem to be in the same category, yet if we put them on a Venn diagram, they would not totally overlap. They'd share, but not overlap. Yeah, you're, I think you're exactly right. It is a Venn diagram in a lot of places, um, but we don't all fit in the, the same box. Um, therapists and counselors are often helping you resolve something from the past that is getting in the way from you moving forward. Um, often it's psychologists and psychiatrists are helping us with specific neurodiversity um, challenges as well. Um, and there are many therapists and counselors who are also trained to handle those kind of specific challenges. Um, a consultant has an answer for you. They're going to say, what's your problem? I'm going to find you an answer and deliver the solution to you. A coach doesn't have any answers for you. They're there to ask you a lot of questions to help you get to the answers that are already inside of you or that you can get creative finding and building the resources for. We are empowering you to be the best you, right? If I did everything for you, like that's enabling you not to be successful. And so that's really coaching is about looking at who you are today whatever that's about, accepting what's going on, no matter what your experiences are, and how can we make a great, bright future for you from here? Um, Right. And I mentioned, I've been like lying to my therapist, like a lot of people do therapy and coaching hand in hand because there is, there's stuff going on that you're trying to resolve. There's what you're trying to action in moving forward. Um, And so, you know, I think that combination of practices is really important. But as a coach, I'm not going to ask you about your history. Um, It's more just like, well, what are we going to do about it? 
I think what's special about the mentor coaching, which is along the lines of what you're providing, is that you have a specific area of expertise mm-hmm. that you're also an experience that you're also able to impart. And that's also, um, you know, kind of what a business coach sometimes provides. Here's some best practices to actually help you you do this. Um, and so there can be, once again, that Venn diagram of, for the most part, right, this is our relationship. But yes, I have some tools to help you here. Um, and so, you know, that's a part of my positive psychology mentor coaching certification is that I do. I have these tools. And I love tools. Like you and I are both like that. I'm like, oh, here's a new approach. Here's a new worksheet. Here's whatever. And I, I think that's wonderful that then people have these at their fingertips for a lifetime to be successful. Right. And that plays into the lifelong learning approach. Yeah. What are the resources that I can use? And I know sometimes with you, I have reached out to you and I've said, Kate, you know, what is a resource for that or this or what is a resource for that? Um, uh, we've worked on time management and schedule management and vision boarding and, and road mapping and so many things that I still go back to and refer to once in a while. So as both of us are coaches, we share we're, we're, we share some common pain points. Would you like to talk about some of those next? Sure. Um, our, our clients, um, all of us are, are human. And I think people feeling stuck and not knowing where to start is something <laughs> that is quite often a reason why people reach out to you um, or to either of us. Um, what's your experience of, of why people are feeling stuck and, and don't know where to start? Good question. Good question. Biggest questions that speech pathologists who come to me for coaching have is, I don't know what I want to do and where I want to go and how I want to do it. In grad school um, or in our field, we have what we call Ash's Big Nine. And these are the nine areas that we can evaluate and treat in the field of speech language pathology and audiology. And there's so many ways that a speech pathologist and audiologist can practice and where and who and when. And some speech pathologists, when they come for coaching, they're like, where do I start? And how do I even begin to figure out where to start? And they may be in a school setting and they want to transfer to a medical setting or they're in a medical setting and they don't feel like they're very good or they're doing what they want to be doing and they feel all alone and they're the only one who's having these struggles. And, and that's, they come and they're, they're like, what do I do? Where do I start? And how do I live this career and in, in that I want to live and what I want to do? It's not a utopia. Life is hard and careers are as rewarding as they can be, can be challenging at the same time. But that's the biggest question. They come looking for a community first and foremost, and then direction. 
Yeah. And you know, what I'm hearing part of that touch is analysis paralysis. We do have so many options available to us today and going down the line and looking at each of them and how do I actually evaluate which of these and which is quote unquote right for me. And that's very much the pain point I get with people arriving and trying to decide what to do with their career or their business or their life or whatever it might be of it could be anything. Uh, it could be nothing. And then when we do start to set our sights on things, we start to question if it's right or wrong. And really, like the beauty of this life is there's so many paths we can go down and be happy on. And it's about learning and evaluating based on what's in alignment with who you are, mm-hmm. right? Your values, your passions, that core purpose and and why? So first of all, you, you kind of understand how you're aligned and can bring this unique expertise to life in a way that's fulfilling. But then also recognizing what's very human is once we start looking at a goal, um, it feels pretty far out there. And our brain automatically starts trying to fill in the gap of, well, that means then I've got to do this and I've got to do that. And then that means I'm probably going to going to do this. And I got to research that and your brain starts spiraling. And so instead of continuing that, we hit the, the effort button, right? Just like, Nope, give it up. Big dream. Can't do it. Like I'm not worthy of it. There's no way I can do this. There's not enough hours in the day, right? This is when our inner critic starts talking to us. Um, and, That is really part of the stuck as well as when those fight or flight, freeze, appease emotions come up when we're dreaming. It could be the thing you want most in the world and your body thinks it's a big old scary bear. And that's about being human is that the things that are most meaningful to us are the scariest to us because wow, what a risk if mm-hmm. it doesn't happen. So we often self-sabotage before we can even risk losing. Um, and so I, I do believe getting back in touch with who you are, your values, your strengths, and then doing the work to backwards plan from those goals, right? Filling in the gaps, to quiet that inner critic and say, I don't have all the answers now. One of my milestones, though, is in May start asking more questions. I don't need to ask any more questions right now, right? And just getting some of this junk out of our head um, is so powerful as well as addressing like that how, as you said, like get it out of your head, talk to someone else, put it in perspective. And a coach is a, what would be the word? Partner? Yeah. That works alongside you. I know when I have a patient, when I'm working in my out clinic, outpatient clinic and I have a patient come in, we walk into our treatment room and there's that chair in the corner right by the table. And I say, oh, you're my guest of honor. Take a seat. And I, my most successful treatment sessions have, where, have been where I have um, worked alongside the patient as a skilled therapist um, 
and you and I providing the coaching, we work alongside with our clients providing that that support. And sometimes, just as a speech pathologist um, can be so instrumental in the life of a patient, a coach can be so instrumental in the life of a client. And at Christmas time, and I say this because following the death of my husband, it was a very lonely road and life abruptly changed for me. And I found myself moving and needing to find new support to new circles. And at Christmas time, you gave me a book and I'm reaching over here to get it in the company of women, inspiration and advice from over 100 makers, artists, and entrepreneurs. And this book is in a very prominent place in my house because it's a book, it's a gift where somebody believed in me at a time when I was struggling believing in myself. And I'm not wanting to make this a sad, sad story or anything else like that, but coaches can come alongside and work with you and believe in you and minimize that inner critic and that self-sabotaging and teach you strategies, give you resources to help move you along where you want to go. And I think part of what you're touching on, too, is that we all need help. We all need support. Mm -hmm. It takes a community. It takes a village. And that we are not alone, once again, in having these moments of self-doubt. I have them, too. Right? And that's a part of being human. And so, as you said, knowing who you can turn to. Right. And one thing that I learned doing some work for a nonprofit for a number of years around storytelling is that the more open and vulnerable we are, the more open and vulnerable others are, Mm -hmm. which makes us more likely to empathize with each other, to connect, to understand, and then be able to really beautiful paths forward and you know as coaches we get to help people see what their hero's journey is we get to be that voice of uh-huh yes the challenge is ahead right what is that strength you're going to do so I think that that partnership and believing and knowing that the person you're working with is whole that it is it's just about helping them shine it's the best part of this what has been one of your biggest challenges as a coach so (laughs) I guess I have like a round of them the first one was because I came from a consulting space very much always being a subject matter expert that it was really hard not to say I think or to give advice or to lead a conversation of where I thought it was going, which I was great at doing, like getting someone to join my thought process. Um, but once again, that's not what coaching is, right? Coaching, I have to let go of the agenda. It's all about my client. I don't make any decisions for my clients. Um, and so for me, just kind of literally sitting on my hands was a huge thing. Um, of being able to just ask questions. And then I think the other piece was I'm a sensitive empath and 
How do you create boundaries around your work? And I imagine that's something as SLPs and audiologists experience a lot of you so badly want to help this person and how to not take that home with you, how to not worry about their life. Um, It's their life to worry about. Um, So for me, learning to continue to create those boundaries through mindfulness has been really important. What has been one of your greatest joys being a coach? I mean, there's nothing better than getting the emails or the texts or jumping on a Zoom call and hearing someone's energy and zest just at 100 because they've actually acted on what they've been thinking about for so long or they've done something that totally spoke back to the inner critic or, or pushed out of their comfort zone and they just had this, like, I am capable, I did this um, kind of feeling. Being Sharing that is just so wonderful. Um, I think some of the deepest moments I have, and they often happen by, like, the second conversation when we're talking about values, a lot of people finally for the first time recognizing in their life that they matter mm-hmm. and that their happiness matters mm-hmm. and they don't have to earn anything. They don't deserve anything. Like it, it's none of that. They were born and they were here and all of this and them matter. And that's usually really deep in and moving too. So it's all really, really exciting when, when people follow through. It's rewarding being a coach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very rewarding. For the person who, what, what advice, what words of wisdom do you have for someone who may be thinking of finding a coach, whether it's an SLP coach, a business coach, a life coach, what words of wisdom advice do you have for them? One is to think about, you know, what is that area of growth that you're looking for of going from good to great? Is there a pain point that you're trying to overcome? Is Are you um, looking to become more productive or healthy? And, you know, just have an idea of where you want to go to be able to answer some questions in that first conversation. But I think most importantly is have a number of conversations because you want to feel and your whole body and your intuition connected to this person. You want to be able to show up at your worst, on your Mm -hmm. worst day, and feel good and safe and all of those kind of good things. And so absolutely, it's about finding that unique fit. There are so many coaches out there. um, And so... You know, don't feel pressured to into one that uh is that Parker? <laughs> doesn't Girl, that's Parker. Yeah. So never feel pressured into into it. So never feel pressured into the the coaching. Look for that relationship. Yeah, it really matters. Yeah, so it does. So this is the last question I have for you. You know speech pathologists pretty well. An audiologist, you've been working with me for quite some time now. We are working on a word cloud for Fresh SLP. Mm -hmm. What is the word you would add to the word cloud from your coaching perspective? 
Oh gosh, I'm trying to think of one that I haven't already seen posted because I know I've seen compassionate posted. Mm-hmm. Compassionate is absolutely that something that comes to mind. Um, mind blowing kind of comes to mind. I, um, you know, I have. I came into my relationship with you with a very narrow understanding of what uh, SLPs do and are capable of. And you guys are incredible. (laughs) Um, So it's that incredible to it, but like really and truly, um, you know, and that's part of what I love about your, all of these fresh SLP stories is you're like, see, there's another little way. There's another little big way that you guys are, are making an impact in the world beyond, um, you know, for instance, helping my partner who uh, had a list growing up and saw that, you know, that was kind of where my mouth, my mind was. I'm like, Oh, Maddie's a concussion specialist. Huh? You know, like it is, it just blows my mind <laughs> across, you know, what you guys can speak to. Well, and that's just me in my little corner of the SLP. Right. And there yeah. are so many other So I guess my words of wisdom for somebody who is looking to step into coaching or not, and this episode is not a sales pitch whatsoever. And I'm not saying go to Kate, go to me, go to anybody. It's coaching is a wonderful resource as well as mentoring and and everything else that can move a person along the the path that they want their life to go. And, and a coach can provide that support in a way different than a mentor can. So my words of wisdom would be um, look into finding the resources and the support that you need to get your career to where and your life to where you want it to be. Absolutely. And, you know, that takes me to one of my favorite quotes of, life isn't about finding yourself. Mm-hmm. Life is about creating yourself and creating things. Um, mm-hmm. George Bernard Shaw. We always have more options than we give us credit for. So yes, you are in charge of your destiny. Yes. And it's funny you gave a quote because I have a quote right here I was going to give. And I didn't think we were going to do quotes at the end. But my quote is, um, if you are a dreamer without a plan, it's a fantasy. If you are a dreamer with a plan, it's a victory. And Fresh SLP and Captivate is all about that victory. So my word, cloud word, might be victory. Mm. Helping us and others succeed and have that victory. Victories. Well, thank you, Kate, for your time today. This was great. Yes, thank you, Maddie. It's always a joy. today's conversation has created some aha moments for you and motivated you to become a better SLP. Continuing to connect some of those missing links between what you know and how to use that knowledge. Thank you for downloading the missing link for SLP's podcast. And if you enjoyed the show, I'd love you to subscribe, rate it, and leave a short review. 
Also, please share an episode with a friend. Together we can raise awareness and help more SLPs find and connect those missing links and get the information needed to help them feel confident in their patient care every step of the way. Follow me on Instagram and join the Fresh SLP community on Facebook. Show notes are always available, so come learn more at freshslp.com. Let's make those connections. You got this.